Who doesn't love a chocolate chip cookie? Today's episode is all about Ruth Wakefield and the creation of this delicious confection in the 1930s. Chocolate chip cookies are the most popular cookies in the United States today. They're also distinctly American. I learned pretty quickly when I was living in the UK that although you can find chocolate chip cookies in Europe, they're hardly the supermarket staple that they are here. Within the United States, chocolate chip cookies can be found in pretty much every variety. Hard, soft, big, small with white chocolate chips, with chocolate batter with or without peanut butter, Pretty much the only thing they all have in common are those distinctive bits of chocolate. But the idea to add chips of chocolate to a cookie, heck, even the idea of breaking chocolate into chips for baking, was a novel one in the 1930s. Our story of invention begins in Whitman, Massachusetts in August 1930, when Ruth Wakefield and her husband Kenneth quit their jobs as a home ec teacher and an executive at a meat-packing firm, respectively, and opened up their own restaurant, the Toll House Restaurant. The height of the Depression might seem like an odd time to give up a steady income and to enter into a business as notoriously risky as the restaurant industry, but the Wakefields recognized a need in the local community and a passion in themselves. The restaurant started as a small tea room situated along a well-traveled former toll road between Boston and Cape Cod, hence the name the Toll House, although the house probably never actually served that function. Once they finished fixing up and furnishing the space, they had only $50 to get their operation up and running. By the third night they were in business, they were down to only $10, and their two employees were worried that they would be looking for work again soon. But by Christmas, the Wakefields had enough business to maintain a dozen employees, and by 1938, they had a staff of a hundred people who routinely served a thousand diners a day. The building had, by then, had several additions, including an iconic room, favored by children, which was built around a living tree. As its reputation grew, the Toll House also became something of a celebrity magnet, hosting such illustrious diners as Joe DiMaggio, Betty Davis, Gloria Swanson, Eleanor Roosevelt, Cole Porter, Ethel Merman, and the Astors. Ruth Wakefield should be given credit for the success of the Toll House restaurant. Not only did she produce delicious food, she ran an incredibly tight ship requiring perfection from her cooks and wait staff. But really, what people knew the Toll House for were its desserts. Ruth made the most inventive and delicious confections and although she executed them to perfection, she was not territorial about them and often shared her recipes. She even published a recipe book called The Toll House Tried and True Cookies. The first edition of the cookbook was published in 1931, but it's the 1938 edition that interests me today because that edition includes the chocolate chip cookie recipe. The cookies were in that edition called The Toll House Chocolate Crunch Cookies. The story circulating about the invention of the chocolate chip cookie is an interesting one. If you check Google, you'll likely learn that chocolate chip cookies were an accidental creation. According to legend, Ruth was making a different cookie. She ran out of nuts, and so in desperation, she took a semi-sweet Nestle chocolate bar and cut chunks of it into the cookie instead. According to this legend, she was amazed to discover that the chips did not melt. 
Now, this story is probably not true. Ruth Wakefield was a perfectionist, and it's not likely that she would have run out of a key ingredient in the middle of a service. And if she had, she certainly would not have started experimenting on the spot. But chances are, she did experiment. Ruth took pride in her work and in her ability to create new, tasty recipes, of which the chocolate chip cookie is not even reputed to be her favorite. She often created new confections and improved upon old ones. The chocolate chip cookie was, in all likelihood, the result of thoughtful experimentation, and perhaps the culmination of many less successful attempts to create new desserts. Ruth's daughter has stated that the cookie was created because of Depression-era nut shortages, and that is entirely possible. But the decision to substitute chocolate was probably a well-thought-out one, not a spontaneous one. Why, then, did the story about the accidental creation of the cookie arise, and why is it the most commonly told story? Well, first of all, I'd like to mention that this is hardly the only story of an accidental invention. You'll find similar stories about the ice cream cone, the popsicle, the potato chips, and a number of other foods. Although each tale has varying degrees of plausibility, none of them are entirely accurate. Perhaps we tell these stories because we like to think that we'll be the ones to stumble into the next brilliant idea. But that's the most charitable explanation. Instead of recognizing that a woman worked hard and created something altogether new and appealing, we say that she made it by accident. She still gets credit, but it's only partial credit, like in school when you get the right answer on a math problem but fail to show your work. Another reason that the story of an accidental invention has stuck around is that Ruth didn't do much to discourage the idea. She never really talked about the chocolate chip cookie in her later years. Maybe she didn't want it to be her only legacy in the culinary world. Regardless of how it came about, the chocolate chip cookie was something entirely new. Although it was originally served as a garnish for an ice cream dish, it quickly became one of the most popular items at the Toll House. As I have noted, Wakefield did not hesitate to share her recipes, and she freely distributed the one for chocolate chip cookies, even giving a copy to Marjorie Husted, better known as Betty Crocker, who featured it on her radio program. Wakefield also typed copies for other diners and participated in recipe swaps, which resulted in the publication of the recipe in certain popular women's magazines. By 1939, Nestle discovered that the sales of their semi-sweet chocolate bar had increased by 500% in New England, so they sent somebody to investigate. And here I'll interrupt myself for just a second to note that originally the chocolate chip cookie was a regional phenomenon. When Nestle learned about the cookie, they sent a representative to negotiate with Mrs. Wakefield. In the end, she allowed them to print the recipe on their packaging for their new chocolate chips. This was a product which they created specifically for chocolate chip cookies. And again, this is something pretty unique. There are, aren't all that many cooking ingredients that were specifically created for one product. In exchange, Ruth was promised $1, which she reputedly never received, and a lifetime supply of chocolate. Nestle got the exclusive rights to the name Toll House Cookie, uh, which l years later, the people who took over the Toll House restaurant when the Wakefields retired discovered to their chagrin when they were sued by Nestle when they tried to sell Toll House Cookies. From 1939 until 1979, Nestle packages included Ruth's original recipe, 
Since then, the recipe that you'll find on the Nestle packages has been modified um, mostly in response to the availability of better products like pre-sifted flour and more potent baking soda. The story of the spread of the chocolate chip cookie is a long one involving lots of copycats and new products and even some advertising by Nestle. But the biggest factor was World War II. The chocolate chip cookie became much more broadly popular because it could be made using relatively little chocolate which was being rationed. The cookies also shipped well and could be sent to soldiers. The Toll House restaurant itself sent many care packages including the cookies overseas. The cookies caught on among soldiers, and when they came home, a taste for chocolate chip cookies came with them, and the cookies became more popular across the country. I'd like to note that the chocolate chip cookie is not the only food item to increase in popularity because of the war. You can listen to my podcast on popcorn if you'd like another example. Initially, chocolate chip cookies were most commonly produced in the home. It is, after all, a fairly easy cookie to make, And that was actually one of its main appeals and the basis of an early advertising campaign by Nestle. But later, packaged cookies became increasingly popular, and in the 1980s and 1990s, cookie storefronts, including Mrs. Fields and Famous Amos, both of which actually probably deserve podcasts on their own, also became more popular, almost like cupcake stores are today. And today, you can bake your own chocolate chip cookies. Most of us probably have made them at one time or another. But you can also find these yummy desserts at pretty much every supermarket and many restaurants, too. So next time you enjoy a chocolate chip cookie, take a minute to thank Mrs. Ruth Wakefield for her idea to add unmelted chocolate to cookie dough. This has been Footnoting History. If you like the podcast, be sure to visit our website, footnotinghistory.com where you can find links to further reading suggestions related to this week's episode, as well as a calendar of upcoming podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at History Footnote. Until next time, remember, the best stories are always in the footnotes.